Greetings, everyone. I'm Declassified Dave, one-third of the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour podcast, and you're listening to Infinite Rabbit Hole. Welcome back to the Infinite Rabbit Hole. I'm your host, Jeremy, and today we have a special guest, but before we get into that, I'd like to say welcome back to the Paranormal Network as well. It's been quite the ride so far. Awesome stuff. We love it here. We feel like it's home, and we feel like we've finally found the place we belong. Before we get into all the really exciting stuff for tonight and the true topic, let's go ahead and get everybody brought in. Uh, let's talk about big sweaty Jake. What's going on, man? <laughs> See your muscles ripping through your shirt. Oh yes. Yes. So strong in this silly infant rabbit hole shirt. Now I'm good. Uh, just got out of PT, jumped in the shower and now I'm here and I'm stoked for this weekend. I get to go do a trout fishing competition with my dad, um, paired in with a, uh, Christian men's retreat. So it should be cool. So rolling up there, uh, to Fresno here tomorrow, and then on Friday, he and I are jetting up to Hume Lake, so I'm, I'm pretty stoked for the weekend. A lot of good stuff planned. Any Bigfoot up there? Probably not right where the right where the campsite is. It's been there for about 100 years, and it's pretty pretty popular over there, but around that area, it's fairly remote, so maybe on the outskirts and stuff, but none of the wildlife really come into the camp area even though the cabins are pretty spread out and stuff um because there's usually a bunch of like there's usually a bunch of like kids out there and stuff because they have a bunch of you know uh middle school and high school retreats and stuff like that so a bunch of kids screaming and whatnot and then Uh, people shooting guns and stuff there's probably not a lot of uh sasquatch activity right near the area but outside sure so no wildlife coming into the camp but is there going to be any jakes going into the wild uh Depends on how hot the fishing is, I suppose. Okay. <laughs> you know, if Fair we're enough. absolutely killing it, I mean, they stock they stock that lake. Uh, last year, I think the the biggest rainbow trout that was caught that got the prize for the longest was like twenty seven inches. So it's like they put some big old fish in that thing. So if the fishing is just killing it, we're I'm probably not going to be wandering around. <laughs> we'll see. Right on. Well, let's go ahead and bring in the next host, Kenzar. How are you? You've been promoted. Yes. Yes. I've I've gone up rank. Sweet. You've been promoted from kid to child. Oh. <laughs> that does that's not as catchy though. <laughs> no, how you been? I'm all right. I, yeah. I just finished my dinner, so I'm I'm full and full of energy and food and ready to go. Was it French fry and gravy soup? Yeah. It, was it, it really? Was, it was my poutine. Yes, I had poutine for dinner. So for all the Americans that don't know what that is, <laughs> come on, can you please explain it's, it? It's it is literally just French fries covered in cheese curds and gravy. If you haven't tried it, do it. You're welcome. It's a Canadian Ew. thing, everybody. It's delicious. Ew. It is delicious. I heard that don't... you have to like slurp it, like no, like in you know in, in no. the Asian countries where you slurp your soup. <laughs> No, 
That's not that's not a requirement. If you want to, I ain't gonna judge you, but it's not a requirement by any means. And most people would probably ask you not to. <laughs> so here here in America we have pie eating contests, right? Where we tie people's hands behind their backs. Do you guys do that with poutine? No. No, I heard we they put do them not. in feeder bags like for horses or like with oats and they strap them to their heads and they just eat it all day long. I also heard no. this. Yeah. No. No. Okay. no. These <laughs> are all everybody. just stereotypical rumors. <laughs> okay. All right, moving on. Moving on to Jeff with no hat. Jeff with no hat. How are you doing? Yes, I am Jeff with no hat today. I shaved my head last night. I also trimmed the beard down. Oh, I know. Gross. It's like you're it's like we're looking, looking at a man slazzy. standing up but his head's on upside down. Still full <laughs> and voluptuous as always, but it is not quite as gangly as it you was getting. You wouldn't make a good mermaid, Jeff. Wow. Yeah, you would. That. Yeah, you would. He's, strap a fish top on him. He'll be fine. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm here, man. I'm good. Today was a good day. Worked like always. I finally hit a thousand TikTok followers again. So give it two days and I'll probably be banned again from another account. But uh, it's been fun. Right on. Where can they follow you? Uh, shadow band underscore podcast shadow underscore uh band underscore podcast try a mixture of those words and you, you'll find something that's something. either it's there it's whatever it is it won't be there for long i promise this will be the third <laughs> account so <laughs> like i said i give it two or three days and i'll be done so all right well nobody cares about us what they care about is our guests so yes. let me go ahead and bring in our special guest today with a nice little write-up that i i did for him just like i always do Today, we have a different and special episode for you. We start a new series that we are calling the Researcher Spotlight Series. And today, we welcome back an infinite rabbit hole favorite, Mr. Denver Michaels. Denver is an author, blogger, and researcher who has published 10 different books diving into not only the world of the paranormal and supernatural, but also into the history tied to subjects and locations involved. Denver has made two other appearances on our audio-only episodes to talk about particular books of his, but today we bring him on to do something a little different. Today we dive into the path that Denver took to become the author and investigator he is today, the stories behind some of his favorite experiences, and his personal beliefs in these amazing topics. I am proud to be able to welcome back a good friend of ours, Denver Michaels. Welcome back to the Infant Rebel, sir. Hey man, it's good to be uh, it's good to be back with y'all. This is something I've been wanting to do for a long time. Like I said there in the intro, I've had Denver on a couple times where you know we were talking about a book that he that he put out, which is always fun. Everyone knows I love books, I read them, and Denver's one of my favorite authors, if not my absolute favorite. He does amazing work tying in the supernatural and history. But Denver, I I am. Uh, extremely excited to be able to talk to you you know as a researcher yeah yeah i mean it, it's it's always fun to uh to get on and and you know not be tied to a, a particular book or or subject you know <laughs> so denver we have a whole new audience this time uh why don't you go ahead and give everybody you know a little bit about you a little bit of background on denver michaels the researcher and author well, you know, basically, uh, I'm just a guy that uh, writes about um, unexplained subjects. I'm interested in everything from, 
you know, lake monsters, Bigfoot, you know, any kind of cryptid to, um, you know, ghosts, hauntings, that sort of thing. Um, not real big into ufology a, a little bit, but, uh, you know, I, I kind of stay away from that because <laughs> ufology can uh, get kind of messy. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm just kind of like into weird things and uh, just just tend to write about it i'm also um i also travel full time and you know i've got a, a series of, of books where i kind of marry my my travels and you know into the unexplained as well that is the detours in the paranormal right yeah yeah i've got the i want to say yeah like five books in that series and it's kind of uh they're kind of like um how do i want to say like part travel memoir and part um you know, cryptids and part ghosts, you know, just all kinds of, uh, weird things with, uh, you know, that, uh, that I look into in various locations that I, that I travel to. It's, it's, it's fun for me to write those, those books. Cause, uh, you know, I really, really enjoy traveling and I uh, really enjoy the unexplained. So it's, it's real, it's, it's been a lot of fun to do those. Well, it makes out for some fantastic books. I love your books. Mm-hmm. I've had, I have yeah. four of them now and that. my collection will grow. I promise you. <laughs> yeah, I wrote it down so I can check it out too. You can find all of his books right on the Amazon. I've actually got a, got a new one coming out and I'm, I'm going to get you a, I'm, I'm going to get you a copy from the publisher. Uh, you know, I'm doing another book. Uh, you know, I, I did the, uh, strange tales from Virginia's mountains uh, and I've got a, I've got a new one coming out about, uh, it, it'll be called, tentatively called strange tales from virginia's foothills to the coast so it'll cover like the whole eastern you know uh central eastern uh part of virginia and it'll it'll be a lot like the um you know the the other one that i did but it's it's got a lot of its own little quirky things so um i'm looking forward to that one coming out awesome is that going to cover hampton roads too that's where i'm at yeah it, it'll be uh, a little bit from just just uh pretty much uh east of the blue ridge it'll, it'll pretty much awesome. be just weird weird stories you know uh kind of like the first book uh like like one part's gonna deal with, with with cryptids uh another part's just like miscellaneous weird tales and in this one it was it was kind of fun because in the in the second part of the book i uh actually included a section on um just various uh buried treasure um legends uh throughout virginia and, oh, and yeah. the fun and the fun thing about buried treasure it's one of those things like uh like once you go down the rabbit hole of buried treasure i mean it just like goes into cryptids and ghosts and you know just all all, all this kind of weird stuff uh so i won't give too much away about it but uh that's uh that's that's kind of the um a, a synopsis of, of what the book is going to include well copy that denver I think that's a good segue into the rest of the episode. What do you think, guys? Wonderful. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Let's do this. What do you got, Jake? Say things. Well, I was going to ask, um, I haven't, I'm re- writing down these book titles. I know Jeremy's, you know, the guy that reads all your stuff. I have not. And uh, so I'm writing them all down. So I'm going to go through and I'm going to buy these. Um, but besides your books, including just tales from that area and uh imagine legends from that area do you do any of your own investigating and looking into it and stuff to to see if there's any like validity to these sorts of things or is just reporting on 
the local legends. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely, um, you know, I don't really call myself um, a Bigfoot investigator or, um, you know, paranormal investigator. But, you know, I do um, investigate things. I mean, um, mm -hmm. you know, before I started traveling, one of the big things I was into in Virginia um, and, and this isn't as sexy as, as Bigfoot or Dogman, right? But, I mean, there's just always been tales of, um, you know, uh, mountain lions, cougars uh, in Virginia. I can remember, you know, my mm -hmm. grandfather telling me about, um, you know, not only mountain lions and cougars down in southwestern Virginia, where I'm originally from and, you know, where, where my family's from, but also like Black Panther sightings that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, one of the big things I was into, you know, before I started traveling full time and still lived in Virginia was, uh, you know, trying to, you know, obtain whatever evidence I could that, um, you know, that there were, um, uh, cougars in, um, in Virginia. And, um, you know, of course I've, uh, you know, investigated, uh, Bigfoot sightings. Um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the places, uh, you know, known for lake monsters or, you know, aquatic cryptid. I feel like there's some level of, I don't know, experience you have to have before you call yourself a researcher, right? And it's just like, it, it, it seems like it's, it's difficult to be put in a place of just saying, like, I'm just interested in a topic, right? And I just like to look around and poke around and flip over logs and look for footprints and stuff like that, right? Like. I am not a researcher. I think that Bigfoot is probably real because I saw a big old gnarly footprint one time and heard some gnarly screams out in the woods. And so I was just like, all right, well, you know, after Jeremy telling me about his experience and stuff, like I could consider myself someone who's interested in finding Bigfoot, but I'd never call myself a researcher because I'd imagine there's some level of like, you know, you got to, I don't know, interview people or, you know, constantly be out there looking for it or something like that. So, mm. you know, hearing... Denver kind of throw it out there and just say, yeah, like, yeah, I'm not really a researcher. I just am interested in this sort of thing. And, you know, it's just like, all right, yeah. I'm, well, I'm jiving I mean, with that. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I, I think, well, let, let me add on to that, though. I think a lot of people take themselves way too seriously with this <laughs> sure. stuff. Like, people really set the, oh, you know, like, what is a cryptozoologist, right? You right. can't get a degree for this stuff. I mean, uh, w what are credentials? W what is a researcher? What is an investigator? Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, a lot of people try to set themselves up as, um, you know, I'm an expert because <laughs> I've been doing this for 30 years. Well, yeah, you've been doing this for 30 years, but you still haven't really found anything if we're being honest right i right. mean you might have a you might have a good cast right that makes me kind of wonder but nobody's really figured anything out so um i'm a big believer in there are no experts in any of this stuff and so you know that's that's just kind of i think people take themselves way 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 too seriously in in this stuff sometimes you know like you know like yeah, a lot of your sure. par paranormal investigators well we still don't really know what a ghost is now do we right <laughs> that's now, true do we? no you're right you're right there i mean 
plenty of people have their own opinions on what it could possibly yeah. be. But like the cryptozoologist that's been doing it, you know, cryptozoologist that's been doing it for 30 years, call them, you know, calling themselves an expert. I mean, I think an expert might have figured it out. <laughs> well, you could also call yourself if you've been doing it for 30 years an abject failure, right? Because you've not really figured anything out. <laughs> so, I mean, people just need nah. to calm. <laughs> uh, people just need to calm down with with some of these uh, titles what? and labels and what's a what's an investigator, what's a research. Yeah, you know, I, I don't really know what any of it is. I'm, I, and that's why I say I, I'm just a guy that that likes to write about weird stuff. <laughs> love it love i mean it. if it's all the same to you guys if you know they're a cryptozoological expert is someone who has yet to find the thing that they're searching after then all of us are experts so i mean i'm down with <laughs> wearing a little little badge that says expert <laughs> on it, you know? <laughs> you know? should make a shirt that has that there yeah. we should. A, little, a little badge that said, right. I, says i'm an expert <laughs> cryptozoologist he's writing it down yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. And, and I did. I, well, I didn't say that to insult anybody out no, there either. Sure. I just, I, I just want everybody to calm down. I'm sometimes. insulted, Denver. I'm offended. <laughs> well, too. you know, some of your, you know, some, some of your, so you know, people on uh, like Twitter and YouTube can be pretty. Uh, they can be a lot to deal with. Yeah. No, we get it. We get it. All right. So, T-shirt idea. I'm an expert cryptozoologist, and then with a hyphen, haven't found anything yet. You need to do it for cryptozoologist, uh, yeah. paranormal investigator, and ufologist. All of it. All of it. All of it. Yep. All, of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Denver. So let's let's get into some of these uh, tough questions. So, how did you get into the world of the unknown? Give us the background on how did Denver become Denver. Well, I, I guess this is kind of one of those um, weird things, and a lot of people kind of find it hard to believe that. You know, I didn't, I didn't have a Bigfoot sighting when I was, um, you know, at Boy Scout camp, or I didn't, I didn't see a UFO when I was 10. I didn't grow up in a haunted house. You know, I didn't, um, I did not have, you know, that experience that, uh, you know, led me in, in, in this direction that, that a lot of people do. And, you know, a lot of people really, um, you know, think it's kind of weird that I would, um, you know, uh, go in the direction that I am not, you know, not, not having that life changing experience where I'm kind of spending my adult years of, you know, trying to figure out uh, what was behind it. But, um, I, you know, I, I really can't point to any one thing. I'll say that as a kid, you know, um, uh, y'all are y'all are younger than me but you know like watching a <gasps> ep episode of of super friends you know back in 1979 uh, you know like the universe of evil episode where there was like a a parallel universe that you know where there's like a bad superman and a good superman and uh there was like an evil wonder woman and uh and an aquaman with an eye patch and all that it just got me like really you know i'm like six years old like really wondering if there are parallel universes and, you know, I don't know, you know, obviously being that young, I couldn't really, you know, uh, hash any of that out at that age, but it, it was really like something that stuck with me. There was a, a like another TV show when I was a kid. Uh, I think it only lasted like a season or two. It was called Voyagers. It was like about time travel and that really kind of stuck with me. Um, 
I remember in middle school, you know, I'm checking out books on um, ESP, astral projection, just see, just these weird books. My dad would uh, like <laughs> kind of roll his eyes when he'd see, see me reading them <laughs> and stuff, you know, but I was, uh, you know, I was reading about ESP and, you know, I'd, I'd lay out, uh, I'd lay out like spoons and, you know, like try to focus on them and like bend them with my mind, like, like I was reading about. And, you know, I don't know, I guess it's just, uh, I, I, I've just always been open-minded. I've always believed that, uh, you know, we just really don't know everything there is to know about the world that we live in. Uh, you know, we don't, we don't know about the you know, untapped powers in our minds. And, um, I, I just, I don't know, I guess it, I can't really explain. I guess I'm just kind of you know, wired that way. Or I'm wired that way. That's a good thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I think so. I think so. Jeff, uh, Jeff's eyes perked up when you talked about astral projection, astral <laughs> projection and ESP. Yeah, man. That's something that I, I actually, I've done a lot of reading on it. It's super interesting stuff. So, yeah, I saw I, one. I saw a hair pop up on his head. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I really was. Uh, I I really was. Uh, for for a long time, you know, like in middle school and stuff, I was really into that, and you know, I I really wanted, you know, I was reading like trying to figure out how I could do it, and was was like trying to do it, but I, I never could get it to quite work out. But like in my adult life. You know, I have lucid dreamed, you know, not like really trying to, but, you know, like I, I have, uh, you know, had, had the, had the lucid dreams, um, several times and, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, kind of wild. <laughs> Gosh, I least. wish that I could lucid dream. I think if yeah. I could lucid dream, I think my, it, it, uh, my life would be a lot better. You can't, well, you, you just got to learn you, how to do it really. Yeah. I, I heard you I, shit I your guess. pants when you learn. No, I didn't really like, I don't really know how to do it, but like there have been, um, I'm thinking off the top of my head, like three instances. And at the last time it's probably like four or five years ago, but like I'm dreaming and then like something like clicks in my head and I realized I'm dreaming. Yeah. Hmm. And then I like took control of my dream. Of course, it was some bizarre dream, you know, like whatever. I'm like flying around on a dragon or something, you know, because like I, I like took control of my dream, just like start doing what I wanted to. So I guess I wanted to act like I was in never ending story or <laughs> one of those right. old childhood movies or something. But yeah, it's like, it's just like really, um, it, it's, it's like really weird, but I've never, uh, really been able to figure out how to do it like when i wanted to i'll, I'll just say that well jake There's you do it don't you really good book i would recommend here from russell targ the reality of esp it's a physicist proof of psychic abilities it's a good book oh cool i, I just i just wrote that down so I'll check that out denver we're gonna have to have you on uh for another episode because jeremy wants me to do an episode on lucid dreaming because i do mostly lucid dreaming I very rarely wow. have dreams where I don't realize that I'm dreaming. And wow, that's awesome. It's not like, it's like the parameters are usually set already, 
but I can still realize that I'm dreaming and I can tr- mm-hmm. control some things or like realize that I'm having a nightmare and this isn't real. Um, it's like, you know, I don't see the dog that's turning into a couch and just being like, well, this is reality, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, people dream, right? And it's just like, and then you wake up, it's like, man, that was crazy. I see that in my dream and then I'm just like, this is fake. And I just like, just snap out of it. And it used to be, my trigger That's was, cool. um, my trigger used to be when I was a smoker was my white Bic lighter. I always carried a white Bic lighter because people have this like superstition that white, white Bic lighters are bad luck. So I had a white Bic because I don't believe in luck and no one would steal it. And when you're in the military, like pens and lighters just go missing, right? So I would always have it in my right pocket. And like that was my my trigger was to know um was to like snap out of it was that i would feel in my right pocket and if i didn't have that bic i knew i was dreaming because i always carried around military people in our uniforms and stuff we always carry around our our lighters because uh if we get little fuzzies and stuff on our cuffs and everything we burn them off with the lighters so i'd always have it in my uniform and then i'd always have it in my civilian clothes because i was a smoker right so i'd light up a cigarette when walking around whatever or doing whatever right so that was my my trigger was to reach in my pocket and realize I don't have my lighter and then I would snap out of it. And then it just became so common that I was just like, I didn't need that anymore to realize that this is absolutely a dream. This is not reality. One one or one iota, right? So Jeremy wants me to do a episode on lucid dreaming, and we're definitely gonna have to have you back on just like so you can share a couple of these experiences and stuff because it's like, yeah, I mean, at first, it, it, it's not like I trained how to do it. I just could do it, right? And then it yeah. took me a, realize, a, a little bit to realize what was going on and stuff. And then it's like, oh, well, this is interesting. And then I found out that this is a common or not super common, but people can do this as well. It's like that one yeah. medical thing that you have where you're just like, there's no way anyone else is dealing with the exact same thing as me. Like my earlobe grew three sizes overnight. And then you find out that like 10% of the world has like this earlobe problem. And you're like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I'm not crazy, right? So it's just like yeah. same sort of a thing. I was just like, oh, sweet. I'm not the only one. So I'm not, you know, dealing with mental health issues. Fantastic. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah, so very cool. Yeah. Right on. Mm-hmm. What about you, kid? Or child? Sorry. <laughs> Just doesn't have quite the same ring to it. You're right. We're gonna go back. To yeah. <laughs> We're going back to kid. I would much rather be kid. Um, <laughs> oh, child. I got nothing. No, I got nothing so far. All right. Well, uh, just enjoying the conversation thus far. So, Denver, can you tell us a little bit about any personal experiences with the supernatural you may have had in your life? Have you had anything? Well, you know, uh, God, I. I think I shared it with you, like, um, you know, where I saw that, um, I'm guessing it was a ghost just freaking walking right out in front of my truck, like at three 30 in the morning. Um, you did you, tell me about you, that. Remember? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. yeah and, and I, uh, yeah, I'm actually like, uh, you know, including that story in, uh, in, in a book, but, um, yeah, so like like one thing i remember was um and when was this this was this would have been early 2000s i guess and um you know i'm 
I used to work like really weird hours, uh, you know, I worked night shift a lot. And, and even when I wasn't on night shift, you know, I was always, you know, up at two thirty, three in the morning, driving into work, commuting long distances, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you just see some like weird stuff when you <laughs> when you're out mm, on the road yeah. sometimes and like uh this this one it's one morning and it's right around 3 45 i guess you know i'm just you know, driving along and like this dude just and, and he was like just like like he just like materialized like right in front of my truck you know and and this is like out in the middle of nowhere, like on um, I mean it's a, it's a main road in Virginia, but there's no like development or or anything there. There's mm-hmm. like no houses or anything. And then he just like he he kind of like I remember he like kind of like ducks his kind of like had his head down like this, and he just like walking diagonally, you know, like across the road. And I'm like I slam on my brakes and. I like I don't even know how I didn't hit him, right? And I mean he's like 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 when I go past him, he's like, you know, just inches like from 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 my truck. And, you know, I'm kinda like fish tailing and you know, in a skid and all that. And and like um I'm looking through my mirrors and like he's just gone. I mean, like gone. Mm-hmm. And there's like nowhere he could be, nowhere he came from or was going, you know, there's just no way it was anything other than just like, you know, just like an apparition or something. It, it just was kind of, kind of really freaked me out. And, um, I mean, I remember him clear as day, you know, he was, he was probably about six, one, six, two had like, a had a mullet, you know, like sandy colored hair, um, you know, looked like he was, uh, like straight out of 1992, you know, he had, uh, <laughs> he had, uh, like a, a gray pocket t-shirt and like faded blue jeans and his, and, and again, I'm dating myself. I'm kind of old. Y'all wouldn't really remember this, but in the nineties, you know, people used to roll their, uh, short sleeves up yeah. kind of like yeah. up to, you know, about the. Yeah, that that's something people did, you know, back in the nineties, yeah, and, and and it looked like he had a you know pack of a, a pack of cigarettes in his uh, you know t shirt pocket. I mean, I remember him just like, just like, just like yesterday, you know, and it was just a just like a weird that that was like one of like the earliest things I you know I can I can really remember. I mean, you know, I think uh, I had you know since some few weird things happen as a kid i don't really you know you never really know if you can like trust those things or not you know when you're a kid but you know i mean like out uh out on the road here like um i think uh uh, like i i feel like the wife and i probably had a, a sighting of the uh you know flat flathead lake monster but i mean you know i mean i wouldn't like bet my house on it or anything you know it's like we you know we saw this multi-hump looking thing out in flathead lake when we were there back in uh, 2021 and like all of a sudden it like just kind of like sank down you know i mean it wouldn't wouldn't like awake or anything you know just i i think it was the 
I think it was the monster, but I don't know. Wow. I mean, it, nice. Uh, you know, may, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just seeing things, but she saw it too, and she don't care about none of this stuff. You, you know what I mean? It's like I'm the <laughs> I'm, I'm the only weirdo that that cares about this stuff. She couldn't care less, but because uh, she, she told me like we're driving along, and she's like are you seeing that? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but I didn't want to say nothing. You know, <laughs> I, who knows? I mean, maybe it was something, maybe it wasn't. Who knows? But, I know um, how that feels. Mine's the same way. My wife is just like, I, I don't care, <laughs> but she supports <laughs> but, me and listens to the show. So thank yeah, you. Well, that, that, Love you. That's uh, a, <laughs> you know, that's how, that's how my old lady is. And, um, uh, and, and I guess that's good if we were both a couple kooks, uh, you know, it wouldn't be good for either one of us. Right. It'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I got so, this. Go ahead. This, I was gonna say I got like a weird thing. I think I've talked about this before on the show, but you know, I believe a lot of crazy stuff. Everybody listening knows yeah. that, right? Yeah. Um, I'm getting more into the cryptids just because of you guys, right? I'm starting to believe more of that uh, than I did a year ago. But when it comes to ghosts, I'm still, maybe it's just a mental block for me, but I just have, uh, like, I don't get, I don't buy it. And I'm not saying like, you know, your experience, for instance, isn't true or, or whatever. I just like, for me personally, I just, I, the biggest question I have is why is it always at night? Why don't you ever see a ghost walking around at two o'clock in the afternoon in somewhere like a freaking Walmart, right? Where there's well, like plenty of people. People, and, people do actually, but do they? I mean, maybe I'm just. You know, I don't dig into the paranormal, so maybe that's why I don't. I've never heard of these stories, but it seems to me that it's not something that just happens at Disney on Tuesday. Well, well I mean, <laughs> by and I mean, by and large, you're right, and but I think a lot of that where people are looking for stuff at night, I think that's more and, and, and like like everybody goes Bigfoot hunting at night, right? Like, like, like why? I mean, like you can't freaking see at night and to really see anything you you got you got to get these flashlights and stuff out that's going to alert anything (laughs) it's it's going to alert anything from you know hundreds and hundreds of yards away but i think um so i think a lot of that the, the the night investigations or the the nighttime bigfoot hunts i think a lot of that's just been popularized by these tv shows which did it you know because of the you know the scare factor right uh, mm-hmm. it, it's a, it's a little more spooky but you know i can i can tell you that that people do have their their daytime uh, uh ghost you know ghost encounters and things uh you know my um my sister-in-law like had an encounter like actually like where a lady walked up to her like handed her um i i, I don't remember the whole story i'm, I'm you know because it's been a, you know many many years since i since i heard it but handed her like a, i want to say like it was like a necklace or like a you know pendant or something and um you know she said i don't remember what she said to her but it, it was actually like like in a hospital and then you know she turned around and, and the lady just like you know vanished and you know you, you, so you know those those things um you know people do have those in, encounters in the daytime so i mean i'm not saying you're you're not right to be skeptical of the ghosts or or paranormal or or, or what have you you know that that that's cool there's there's plenty of holes in it but um people do have uh, daytime uh, experiences 
fair enough. Yeah, maybe I just haven't seen it because I don't dig into the topic very much. Yeah, but. I mean, and and like I said, there's there's plenty of holes in ghost stories, so so you're you're not wrong to uh, to be skeptical of of certain things. Well, let's be honest. There's plenty of holes in a lot of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All these experts. Not the stuff I bring up, bro. Everything I bring up is 100%. 100% solid. Space is fake, for sure. 100%. 100%. Space is fake, dude. Yeah, That's man. crazy. You're Even like our world's upside down with dinosaurs. So, oh, I mean. Start with me on the dinosaurs. We already went over there. <laughs> Go ahead, Jake. Well, I was going to say that all of my experiences with that sort of stuff has been at night, but in very well-lit areas. So like yeah. not see through apparitions, but like I could see them and then they weren't yeah. there anymore. And that one even and I'm even still in the same boat as Jeff. And I'm like, either it's demonic or it was my mind playing tricks on me. Um, and, you know, I've had some pretty uh, would be very convincing circumstances. Like when I was over at that barracks in Oceana as the BPO doing the uh, the midnight to zero eight watch. and that one barracks, the 431, used to be like a small hospital wing. Like right when you walked in there, the main lobby definitely looked like the waiting area. It had the rooms in the back for all the files and stuff. And then it was three floors. And the third floor was like the psych ward of this building when it was first made. And I had somebody wearing, when I was wearing the, uh, the old Navy uniform, the blueberries, I had somebody walk up in dungarees and I'm looking at my computer. I'm you know, doing something at uh, during this, you know, middle of the night watch. And this guy walks up to the desk and looks over at me and gets right in my face in my peripheral. And I look up at him and he's not there. And I'm like, holy crap, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh. Right. I could see the, the blue uh, collared, you know, long sleeve shirt and everything. I'd see his rank on his shoulder and he just leaned over at me. And then, you know, he wasn't there anymore. And then when I was over in Pensacola, there was a uh, a little girl that was running around uh, the the floor that I was on, and she had like this curly blonde hair and like a like a nightgown, like a ruffled you know shouldered nightgown, and she goes running down the hallway and hangs a left, and so I chase after her because family members and stuff aren't supposed to be up in the barracks, you know, in the bedroom levels of the barracks. Um, they're supposed to be downstairs, and so I go chasing after her hang a left and she's not there. So I go down to the desk and I let them know. And I say, Hey, there's a little girl that's running around up there. I, I didn't see any of her parents with her or anything. And they're like, was she wearing like a, like a nightgown, like a white nightgown with like curly blonde hair. And I was just like, I was like, okay, yeah, you've seen her. And she, they're like, no, I mean, she's dead. That's a, that's a ghost that's been in this barracks for a really long time. <laughs> and I was like, BS. <laughs> just like, no, no, people see her all the time. Um, that is absolutely a ghost. And I actually did my own fair share digging and found a, whether it was related or not, but a death on Pensacola's base from a really long time ago uh, with the exact same description for the, the, um, child that passed away. Right. And so all those things I'm like, I'm like, if I believed in the paranormal, the way people, people do saying like ghosts and all that sort of stuff. Like, that would be hardcore evidence for me in the same way Jeremy's Bigfoot story was of being like, ghosts are real. But I'm a Christian, and I don't believe in ghosts. I believe that there's only two places your soul could go, and but I believe in angels and demons. So that's where I'm at with it. And then when it comes to, like, actual ghosts, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, what possible unfinished business could you have? 
lingering around being like, I never was able to drink that Coke. Got hit by a bus before I was able to drink it. And I linger around <laughs> like vending machines. Every time someone gets a Coke, I, I appear and I, I hunt them until they finish it, savoring every last drop of that delicious, sweet beverage. Like, it just like, it doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm just like, all right. Whispering you know, but in your just, ear. Yeah, right. Drink you better enjoy it. it enjoy that Coke. It could be your last drink. You might never be able to finish it. But it's just like, you know. So, but yeah, nighttime stories but very well lit areas like, you know, lit up like a, a hospital room. Right. It's just like, so it's very interesting, but yeah, I mean, every time I really hear about ghosts and stuff, it's always some like, you know, medieval story or some sort of like, you know, during the colony, Oh, during the 1700s, some woman hung herself. It's like, all right, well, where's the hipster that, you know, ran to go pick up a penny in the street and got ran over or something like that. And now he haunts the vape stores, you know, like, <laughs> like, let's be real. 150,000 people plus die every single day worldwide. That's a heck of a lot of ghosts. We'd yeah. be slamming into them at the beach, you know, <laughs> just like couldn't even find a place to sit down because you'd be standing in a ghost. Ooh, you know? sorry. Well, I mean, sorry. there's, there's you know. still are the, the, you know, there still are the, the more modern stories. Um, you know, a lot of times they don't have the same backstories like those, uh, like those cool medieval and colonial times and sure. stuff like that. You know, but I've heard of, um, I, I've heard of this, um, you know, a, like a guy in a hoodie that that haunts a haunts a warehouse, but nobody could really, you know, figure out like why. You know, I mean, you know, just, you you do yeah. hear what what I'm getting at. You do hear like, you know modern things but but i mean you know his criticism of of nighttime and your criticism of the uh you know the historic uh ghost tales i mean it, yeah it, it's definitely merit to, to both of those things but you know there there are some more modern kind of stuff you know <clears throat> i like your explanation of it of the um the ghost hunting shows probably made a lot of stuff popular because they uh, yeah. seem to focus on all of that, like, oh, this used to be a plantation, and you can hear the, you know, the moaning from the basement, and just like, yeah, well, yeah, the movies, you know. Yeah. I mean, who wants to go to a subdivision that was built in the, you know, 1994, <laughs> and, you know, some 56-year-old guy died of a heart attack? I mean, who cares? <laughs> yeah. So I actually went to a school that was rumored to be haunted, and everybody in the school was we were all under the impression that the school was a former war hospital for world mm -hmm. war ii i actually did a little bit of a dive into the history of this school it was built in 1911 but never once was it a war hospital so nice. the whole room it was literally just a rumor of it being haunted and that's what that reminded me of there was was the whole school everybody thought Teachers had stories about, oh, this ha it was a three-story school. So they're like, oh, what, the library's on the very top floor, and we were trying to do midterm tests, and all of a sudden it sounded like there was a stampede of elephants going on in the library, but there wasn't a soul up there, and, oh, the school's haunted. Oh, they know. <laughs> they were doing a test. Nothing ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm not saying the land itself wasn't haunted. I don't know the history of the land, but 
it, it's always so the funny hysteria. listening to these these stories that everyone's like, oh, this happened and, and nothing ever happened. So it's just like you're you're all just creating things in in but your that's head. Fun, like, right? Yeah. You're over there but ruining At the, the fun. same time, it's like <laughs> where's the validity in anything, right? I got a question for you, Denver. Do you ever come down to Florida in your travels? Oh yeah, I just uh I spent the uh, I spent the winter in Florida. I just uh uh left in um April and I'm up here in the northeast where it's freaking cold right now unfortunately. Uh, you're you're one of those Denver. Okay, one of the snowbirds come down here during the winter. Well, you know, you got to if you, if you if you live in an RV, you don't want to be uh you don't want to be where it gets too too cold cuz these these things it. aren't insulated all that well. <laughs> I get it. I lived in an RV for over a year. But the reason I ask, if you come down to Florida, you ever go to Casadega? Casadega. No, I have not been there. It's the the most haunted town, I guess, or city. It's the most haunted town in Florida. Apparently, it was this whole town that was built on top of, like, old Indian burial grounds and all these things. And it's like the uh, the psychic medium capital of the world where where is it like where is it at like geographically i um it is east of orlando it's probably like right in between orlando and one of the beaches daytona somewhere it's off to the east of orlando okay i got yeah see i i I, that's one of the parts of florida that i didn't actually get up to because Mm. we uh we were actually going to go up that way but we got kind of stuck in uh central florida for uh longer than well, listen, next year when it's cold and you come down here to uh, <laughs> cause more traffic for me, just hit me up and we'll go to Casadega and check it out. Yeah, man. So, but, I mean, there's a there's a lot of cool places in Florida, though. Oh, yeah. I, I spent a lot of time, uh, you know, did uh, did a bunch of little outings in the, you know, like in the green swamp in that area there. And, um, you know, uh, spent a lot of time actually in there. And I'm, I thought I might have saw something, but kind of like my uh, my uh, lake monster thing. Eh, I don't know. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. I, I a lot know. of big gators that look like monsters, and there's also a lot of swamp gas going on around here. <laughs> yeah, swamp gas. Swamp gas. All right. Next question, Denver. You ready? Yeah. Go. What's your favorite place you've been to investigate? Okay. So, um. My favorite place that I've been to, and we're just talking like, um, just like in, in investigating type stuff. So there's, I, I don't know if y'all are familiar with this, but are you familiar, um, in Utah, there's this petroglyph. It looks like a long neck dinosaur. Any of y'all familiar with that? I am familiar of it because of you. Okay. Well, anyway, that, that's my answer, but you know, I don't know if anybody or if anybody listening really, really knows about it, but so I I just give a quick breakdown here. So anyway, in Utah at the natural bridges, national monument, and it's like Uh that monument is like, not really near anything. It's, it's like an hour away from like the nearest little bitty town you know it's just like in the middle of southern utah but anyway they got all these like like all these arches they call them bridges but they're like these massive arches and at uh at the base of one of those bridges called kachina bridge 
I mean, it's it's just covered with petroglyphs, and petroglyphs is like like one of my favorite things to uh, to look into. I, I I just can't get enough of them. I I love them. No matter where I'm at, I, I you know I try to try to see them. But anyway, it's called Kachina Bridge because it's got these just these some of these weird looking. They just call them Kachina figures, but you you don't really know what they are or what they represent. I mean, some people think they look extraterrestrial or or this or that or 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 ghosts or or whatever but anyway at the base like right near one of those kachina looking figures there's this petroglyph and ain't nobody anybody can say anything they want i've read scientific papers on it i do not give a crap ain't nobody ever going to tell me it's not a long neck dinosaur you know carved into that wall i don't care what anybody says you could i i I don't care it that's what it is and you know i I, like in the early days of the internet like um like you know back in uh back in the late 90s is like like where i first became aware of it you know because i yeah i've always been into all this weird stuff and so like ever since then, you know, I just like, oh man, you know, I, I want to see this. I want to see this. So, you know, like when we got out to Utah, our, um, this, this one place we were staying in, in a uh, monument Valley, I realized, you know, we're about an hour and a half from there. And so I, I drove all the way up there to see it. And, you know, like, uh, it, it's a pretty rigorous hike down and down and back to it. You know, I, I, I hiked down there and, um, I spent two hours looking for it. I could not find it. And so like, um, I, I left, you know, went home, you know, tried to figure out exactly where it was again, went back the next day, the next day, I, you know, I found it long story short, but I, I'm telling you, it looks exactly like a long neck dinosaur. And there's an, another figure like near it that kind of looks like a dinosaur and then off away from it, there's two others that may or may not look like dinosaurs depending on how bad you (laughs) want to believe it but um anyway because i had wanted to see that for so long and because it's like such a bizarre thing right that i mean if if there's a long neck dinosaur carved in in utah i mean that kind of turns what we know about things on its head so that was my uh, absolute favorite thing that I've seen so far. Yeah, that's a pretty sweet story, if you ask me. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, I'm sure you've already done all the research on it. Oh, so, yeah. Look, I yeah. and I've I've read a scientific paper telling me how it's a mud stain and blah, blah, blah. No, it's a freaking long neck dinosaur. I will you can burn me at the stake and i'm still gonna scream that that's a long neck dinosaur i don't care i'm 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 that dug in and invested <laughs> what if I you mean, just thought that it was a long neck dinosaur because you're programmed to think that that's what a long neck dinosaur looks like well and, and, and you know me <laughs> may, 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 <laughs> maybe but you know then <laughs> What whatever it is, it's uh it's not something that should have been walking around in Utah a thousand years ago. Yeah. Okay. So period. I did a whole I did a whole episode on the show about dinosaurs being a hoax. So yeah. I'm kind of biased to this particular thing. 
<clears throat> but um, it does. I mean, I'm not gonna lie; it, it does look like a long neck dinosaur. Well, but, and uh, and you have other um, and th- and that's not the only um petroglyph, uh, it, you know, in the Southwest that uh, that that depicts what I think looks like a dinosaur. I I saw another one that's that's you know not not popular known, but to me it it looked like it uh, you know, near Kanab, Utah. Um, I. I obviously like i said it's not popular I, i've got pictures of it i could i could share with anybody that wants to see it but um you know there and uh like i said there's a couple others in on on kachina bridge that uh that some people think uh depict a dinosaur and um you know and then you know you've got uh you've you know you've got uh like in south america people that claim to see dinosaurs today even in the you know in the in the amazon so i i don't yeah. know i just uh i think it's a dinosaur uh, whatever it's interesting <laughs> it is interesting it's something i'm going to definitely do a little bit of a deep dive into because it is you know again doing the whole dinosaur hoax presentation and, and personally not believing that dinosaurs ever existed like when i see stuff like this or like the uh the eggs that somebody brought up to us uh on that show it makes me want to look into it more because I am willing to change my mind on things yeah. that I say. Well, I mean, dinosaurs know. never existing. That's a that's a pretty cool take. I mean, I I, I like you that. Check that episode out, Denver. It's a good <laughs> he, episode. I, he did he did do a good ep, uh, episode <laughs> on it. But we should cover Michele and Membe. That's supposed to be yeah. a uh, sauropod. Yeah. yeah, and and you have you know you have a lot of the same kind of reports. Um, you know if you read uh exploration faucet uh journey to the lost city of z by uh you know posthumously uh published um percy faucet's work um like in the early 1900s you know he talked about uh, folks that had uh spotted uh diplodocus like uh, creatures and and you know gave um you know descriptions like footprints and and you know things that that that, that people had seen and you know, there's, you know, there's, there's tons of anecdotal stories of, um, you know, the Amerindians in the, in South America, um, you know, instances of their canoes being flipped over by these long neck creatures. I won't say I do or do not, but I, I think it's a possibility that Michele Mbembe is a Diplo. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, I mean, it just. It like, you know, like in in those deep reaches of the Congo, and you know, uh, and, and in in South America, man. I mean, like, literally, I anything could be could be hiding in there. I, I that's that's my what I think. There's so much, and it's not just dinosaurs, but other prehistoric megafauna. Uh, I know Jeff loves that term. Um, you have ground sloths in in certain parts of South America. Then you have uh, a creature that is well it's it's called the beaver eater from uh from Whoa, Canada family show but northern hey north America hey uh, that's also supposed to be a a giant megatherium type uh ground sloth um so there's there's a lot of a lot of stuff i mean there's there's people that still claim that there's woolly mammoth and uh uh other type of yeah, woolly, like 
well, not just that, but also in the, the very northern parts of Canada. I wish we had our Canadian here. Uh, she uh, messaged me and let let me know that her computer froze up, so she'll uh, she'll get back with us soon. But she'd be able to tell me what uh, part of Canada I'm thinking of because I can't think. Of it. Well, I mean those those woolly those woolly mammoth stories. I mean, um, even you know three two three four hundred years ago i mean it, they were rumored to you know to you know be living out west and a lot of your uh, native american tribes uh, you know have those those tales you know just mm -hmm. uh read um what is it uh red earth uh white lies by uh vine deloria jr it's uh you know from a from a native perspective on uh mm -hmm. you know how he kind of um debates what we call scientific fact you know uh, from the traditions of uh, various native tribes and things and those um those mammoth stories it would certainly seem that they didn't die out ten thousand years ago they at least lived to you know a few hundred years ago and and who knows they're like like uh like you're saying there there might still be a handful of them today mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah, no, I mean, I, I like I always thought that the the woolly mammoths died out so long ago, and then I probably last year saw some, uh, saw some article online. They were giving, they were talking about the uh, the die off period of the woolly mammoth, and said you know people seem to think that it's like dinosaurs, like way back then, right? But it was literally like the time of the pyramids being built. <laughs> like, and I was just like, oh, that's pretty close. <laughs> that's you know nowhere near um what i was thinking or what i was thinking you know science had projected as far as that sort of stuff goes i'm not yeah. a old earth believer myself but uh yeah i just like this so i think that everything died off but much closer than you know they're they're given uh right time frame for and and you know i mean like do you really know when the last of something dies i mean they don't like nope like check in with anybody right <laughs> you know, all right guys we're signing out <laughs> yeah you know and, and that's why priority. like like a lot of species supposed to be extinct i i kind of question that and uh and and kind of like i was talking about earlier um you know like like about cougars in, in virginia mm -hmm. you know they they like to say that the last one was was killed in virginia and like it's like either 1882, 1885, something like that, uh, down mm -hmm. in Washington County. But it's like, how do you really know that? Because like in the late yeah. 1800s, nobody was tagging these things. And how do we know that a little pocket didn't survive in, in some of these more remote, um, yeah. you know, remote areas that are that are now protected as you know national forest or national park like shenandoah national park so mm -hmm. i just uh yeah I, i'm just not a big believer when uh you know about things everything being extinct like on the uh time frames that that they tell us clearly it's because we've combed every square inch of the surface oh, of this planet oh, so sure. that's how yeah. we know you know of course <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's uh, gonna come back to us about this uh this long necked dinosaur and be like, I figured it out. It's not a long necked dinosaur, it's a huge, massive snake with legs. <laughs> hey, that, that's cool too. I, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm yeah, absolutely I mean, I got, okay with that. 
<laughs> I, I I got no problem believing in in giant creatures, right? Like megafauna, mm-hmm. right, or or some other things. I mean, I believe in dragons that they existed at one point. So, you know, for me, it's just the the definition of terms thing. You know, that's where I'm kind of like thrown for a loop. So you call it a dinosaur, I might call it a dragon or a giant crocodile. I don't know, but that's just mm. where I'm at. But I'm sure that we've got stuff out there that has never been discovered or at least, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you know, jotted down, like this has been discovered, you know, I mean, documented, tribes, yeah. documented. They, thank you. That's the word. Yeah, for sure. Hey, everybody. Bear with us while we take this quick break. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Kenzo, where are those mammoths at? Mammoths? Yeah, Kenzo. I thought it was whales. <laughs> well, whales too, but not the not the woolly whales, the woolly mammoths. Where are they at in Canada? Where um, where in northern Canada? Is it the Yukon? Is that what northern uh, Canada? Yeah. The territories, yeah. The territory. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yukon Yukon Northwest Territory and none of it. Or none yeah. of it. I don't know how they say it. Every time I say it, I get told I say it wrong. Say it again. None of it. None of it. None of it. Come on, you're Iqbalit Canadian. You should know is this. the I think the capital city of the province. I'm yeah. probably very wrong about that. <laughs> <laughs> Your own area. Yeah, and you have it's, no it's idea the territories. How to it. hmm. <laughs> I bet she didn't even know Finland was above Minnesota. Yeah, it says right here. <laughs> I thought it was Manitoba, but you guys proved me wrong. So. So I'm actually looking at this picture right now. Don't ask me why I found this on the internet right now, but I'm looking at the longest, largest crocodile ever measured. It's low, long, 20 feet, three inches. It's the longest crocodile ever measured from snout to tail. What about that one of that me... picture we saw in the group no, chat that was the other fake. day? That was, that was <sighs> fake. Um, but this 20 foot, three inch long crocodile is the biggest one they've ever measured, which means there's probably one that's like 10 feet bigger than this swimming yeah. around somewhere. Like the Lake and Placid crocodile? That's a big crocodile. <laughs> yeah. 20 feet is big, man. That's like half well, the size of a city bus. Well, I mean, you think about fish, right? Somebody catches a record fish and, you know, 10, 20 years. I mean, somebody breaks it and not like, not. Like not only breaks it but shatters it. I was looking at a, yep. a couple of catfish records recently. Like one was like 110 pounds, and the the previous record was 90. I mean that's a huge percentage, right? So mm-hmm. I mean, and yeah, in... you know, who says something's not bigger than that guy? That's the record. I mean, we just don't know what's in the water yeah. and and what's in the woods. It's it's like the sturgeon kind of that kind of like the sturgeon that was found in my area here in the Fraser River. Um, ten foot sturgeon, yeah, was found not too long ago, and I looked into it. The longest recorded ever sturgeon was close to twenty four feet, just under twenty four feet. That's a massive huge fish. fish. They <laughs> Dang, don't stop growing. <laughs> they don't stop Jeez. growing. It's a massive fish, right? So. Mm-hmm. That's a big yeah. hell no. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. 
that's nuts. Well, all right. Um, all right, let's let's I, I got to bring up something that I didn't have written down. Uh, if you're in the infinite rabbit hole group on Facebook, not the page. So if you go to Facebook, look for infinite rabbit hole, click on the one with the black logo, not the one with the white logo. The white logo is the page where you update you on news and new episodes and stuff. But if you want to actually get into the conversation, look for the one with the black, the black logo. Um, and in there, we talk often and also on the show, we also talk often about uh, where we have gotten this crazy idea that dog men could be kangaroo. <laughs> no, we're not, we're not doing that, are we? Oh, come yes. On. Come on, Denver. We have to. I'm on your <laughs> side, Denver. I'm with you. Kenzar it's, is it's the kangaroos. with you. <laughs> so, Denver, my friend, oh, no. is the one who birthed this idea. And, and I'm not going to lie. Hate nail he, to him. <laughs> when, uh, when he first said it, Oh, it God. it took a minute to click, but you read books like um uh what's that book from Laura Coleman the Mysterious America right is that is that what it is yeah Mysterious, Mysterious America America I think where he talks about um in the Midwest there was this boom of kangaroos just everywhere they were they were showing up even in the Appalachian Mountains and as far west as the Rockies. Um, and you know, between them and the other, another well-known cryptid, the devil monkey, uh, which a lot of people think that the, the two got kind of intertwined and there was mistaken identity between the two of them too. So someone would report seeing a devil monkey, but really saw a kangaroo. And then, it, you know, Denver kind of turned me on to the idea of, uh, really taking a look at this kangaroo idea for some of these dogmen. I, you know, I'm I'm not a hundred percent saying that every single dogman sighting ever was a kangaroo, but if yeah, you look at the silhouette of a kangaroo, right, these things have hands claws. with long claws, and they're bulky, big. They look like they could beat the shit out of you, and because <laughs> they can. Long snout. <laughs> if you've ever yeah. seen one attack a screen door. Yeah, you well, that's, <laughs> well, I think that's where I, I think that's where I turned you on to it. I said, go on YouTube and and write in, in the little search bar, put kangaroos are scary. Dude, I mean, like, it's just like, no, and and so you know, like somebody in Australia might not really think much of just that, but somebody in West Virginia, yeah. or you know. Somebody in Oklahoma? Yeah, I mean, yeah. because, you know, and I don't care what any, you know, and, you know, I'm I'm going to piss off some dogman enthusiasts out there, but I just don't believe that upright canines can exist in nature, right? I mean, I believe Bigfoot can, but an upright canine, I just don't think can exist in nature. So it's one of two things. It's mistaken identity or we're talking something, um... And, I, and I'm going to say something more metaphysical, possibly even demonic, right? Because of their, uh, you know, the red eyes, the sense of evil that people always get. So, you know, I and, and so I'm not saying that every dog man is that, but I'm saying I think a lot of these dog man sightings are 
kangaroos and and because i mean you know uh, on the in the infinite rabbit hole group like once a week i post something about somebody's damn kangaroo got loose you know yeah yeah and it's it's, true. i mean it's it's common it's common i i didn't really used to pay that much attention to it but now i'm like like trying to document every time that I, that <laughs> i see this and yeah like like once a week you know, somebody's kangaroo is getting loose in the U.S. or you know, uh, or, or in Europe too, and and you know, of course, they have dogman sightings over there. And I mean, mm-hmm. to me, the long snout, the claws, and if you just watch, you just watch that video of that kangaroo banging on the storm door. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. That's, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, imagine imagine it being dark out right yeah. and it's dark in the house and you're sleeping and and you get a can like you get like just the silhouette of a kangaroo outside your window and yeah and you live in ohio <laughs> <laughs> you're like that's a dog man <laughs> i'm gonna back yeah. this theory up right here you ready for this the yes. wyoming wild game department partnering with the wyoming migration initiative have released the first of five planned batches of 90 antelopine kangaroos into the wyoming outdoors okay that's fun yeah we're about and, to get and, a boom and, of dogman sightings out of wyoming i don't think we need kangaroos we don't we don't so need they kangaroos. Wild kangaroos. is it because they Just released a... the gray wolves so now they have to release the kangaroos to it's fight so the wolves. <laughs> they're what? They're evaluating the viability of Wyoming's habitat for Australian marsupials. So this is just one example. Never mind the fact that we know that other animals get brought here as exotic pets and they get out and so on and so forth. So are there kangaroos in the wild in the United States? Yes. Yeah. And and a lot of people don't realize, you know, you think of kangaroos, you know, you're thinking Australia, you know, where it's warm and stuff. But kangaroos, as long as they don't have like really, really deep snow, I mean, they can survive, you know, winters, uh, you know, most anywhere in the U.S. I mean, uh, you, you can find on YouTube and just Google uh, kangaroo uh, Oklahoma and, and you'll see like like some dudes out bow hunting in a field and it's covered with snow. And this freaking kangaroo just comes bouncing down the field. It's it's stupid. I, I I watched a I watched a video where a kangaroo was bouncing around in Staten Island. I got like a whole thing of reports from like where uh, all these kangaroos in New Jersey. I mean, it's stupid how many kangaroos are out there. And like um, I know for a fact in Hawaii. You know, some got loose from a circus, um, like in Oahu, and they actually established their own breeding pop population. So you've got the breeding population of wild kangaroos in Oahu, and I kind of wonder if maybe there might be little pockets in the U.S. You know, because I I've collected a lot of those um you know newspaper reports where some of them had got loose, and you know there's no follow up where they were ever recovered and that sort of thing so i don't know i mean it's it makes as much sense as a as a seven foot dog that can walk upright i fucked up you know what oh. i'm saying Uh-oh. no i yeah. fucked up oh it, it was an Uh-oh. april fool's joke posted on april 1st of oh, 2017 <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole <laughs> i didn't know until i got to the end of the article 
(laughs) (laughs) This is why I check dates before I post or or look too far into anything. That's messed up. (laughs) Listen, I corrected it, but there's still got to be some wild ones running around. Okay. If you vote for me for president, I'm going to abolish April Fool's Day. I swear to God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you guys, you know. Oh, go ahead, man. Yeah, let me go first. Yeah, you go first. Yeah, I'll go first. So even even with that whole April Fool's thing aside, there there is plenty documentation of mm-hmm. of oh, yeah. a rather large population of kangaroos back in the day, seventies uh, and before eighties, oh, nineties, yeah. and there was a large breeding population here in the U.S., mostly in the Midwest, but. I mean, think of all the the cryptids that are out there, right? Let's just take one, for example, because I'm not going to say here all day. Let's talk about the Jersey Devil, right? So the Jersey Devil, look at the general description of the Jersey Devil, right? Other than the ability for it to fly and its hooved feet uh, and bat wings, what does it have? It has something that looks like a horse's head, right? There's plenty, and I mean plenty Kangaroo feet kind of look like hoof hoof prints. No, they're long, dude. They're long and thin. Yeah, but just the, the tips of them, they kind of have that kind of hoofy with the, the nail tip. and stuff. Maybe. I don't know. I, I'm not looking at kangaroo feet right now. Oh, um, no, wait, no, they have the, the forked feet, don't they? The I have long no forked feet. I don't know nothing. But, um, don't listen to me. But there are a lot of um, reports from back in the day of, of the Jersey Devil hopping around and being mm-hmm. able to jump extremely large distances and whatnot, right? And some people said that it jumped so far, it seemed like it was flying. Um, yeah. And there, there are reports of the Jersey Devil without wings. Um, and with, you know, a lot of reports claiming that it had a tail. A lot of them being a whip-like yeah. tail, but a tail nonetheless. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's a lot of uh, things that could be kangaroos. Uh, yeah. Dogman, Jersey Devil, or just a few to to name a few, but there are a lot. And to think that the entire population is gone is probably crazy because, as Denver was saying, we're getting reports, news articles all the time yeah. of kangaroos being found here in the United States and not just the ones that are being lost uh, from personal collections that are tagged, you know, or yeah. are microchipped. These ones are, are as wild as wild gets and they're surviving. Yeah. And, you know, back in the day too, like, you know, up until what, like probably like the seventies and especially like in the early 1900s, uh, mid 1900s, there used to be all these traveling circuses that had all these exotic animals and stuff. And, you know, things weren't regulated back then like mm-hmm. they are today. And hell, I mean, there's, there's tons of states that uh, it's perfectly legal to, to own a kangaroo. You know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that. And, but yeah, like there's, there's plenty of states that have no problem <laughs> with you having a kangaroo you know so you you just wonder like from those old um like those old traveling circuses things that uh you know might have got loose and um uh you know things like that that uh you know are kind of behind a lot of the um the strange sightings we have right so i i added a picture into our group chat denver that has uh a couple different types of 
kangaroo footprints. And if I didn't know what a kangaroo footprint looked like, and I only knew hooves and then other type of types of animals and stuff, I would look at those two lines and be like, that's a weird looking hoof. So we'll have to add a picture in there so that our, our viewers on YouTube can see this. I was yeah, going to ask, wrote it down. have you guys uh, ever had kangaroo meat? Because I have. I was just going to say that the butcher around the corner sells kangaroo. Dude, you, first of all, you need to do it. And then because okay. it, it soaks Sold. in a marinade like no one's business. It's like super lean, but it, you know, it takes a marinade. But uh, yeah, I say bring them all over. Like if they want to <laughs> actually start a breeding population here, <laughs> like a like in Wyoming, oh man, bring them. Just <laughs> He's like, like, rifle right now. He's like, bring them on over, boys. Bring them on over. <laughs> so Denver, I, I took a screenshot of what Jake was talking about and sent it to you, uh, so you can share in the fun too. Um, okay. But let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah. Next topic. <laughs> kangaroo. That, that was one that I did not. Uh, per, you know. That was not oh, on the yeah. billet for that, the day. That is a, uh, that's a pretty crazy, yeah. Yeah, yeah I that's could see nuts, that. isn't it? Yeah, I could see that's that. That's probably my favorite theory I've, I've ever heard. <laughs> kangaroos. It's definitely the kangaroos. <laughs> see, Kate hasn't even been part of the crew for so long, and she's already got a t-shirt. It's the kangaroos. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to skip a couple here, Denver, and we're going to move into the meat of the show. So, uh... So we are currently in the middle of a huge phantom black dog series, right? We've been mm-hmm. doing a ton of episodes on black dogs all around the world. Uh, one of, uh, I, I believe it was in your strange tales from Virginia's mountains, right? Is that where you yeah. talked about the, uh, yes. the black dog of blue Ridge? Here's yeah, that would have been that one. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that story. Well, so, uh, basically, uh, I want to say like in the, uh, mid late 1600s, um, you know, man came over from England into, um, uh, Botetot County, Virginia, which, you know, back then would have been just, you know, over in the Blue Ridge, just a really rugged, uh, frontier back in those days. And, yeah, uh, he was supposed to send for his wife and, um, you know, she just, she just never got word, but, uh, you know, the, the, the story was that there was this, there, there was this dog, you know, like a really big black dog, like up along a mountain pass, like a gap in the mountains that every night around sunset would just kind of like pace back and forth and pace back and forth. And, um, and it was, you know, people had, uh, tried to run it off or even shoot it with bullets. And it was, you know, like the bullets just went right through it. It would just, you know, like keep marching back and forth basically. And, you know, long story short, the, uh, I want to, I want to say like after maybe like around seven years thereabouts, the, uh, the, the lady from England comes over, you know, trying to, uh, you know, find her husband, figure out, you know, whatever became of him. And, you know, she tracked him down, like I said, to, uh, uh, uh Botetot County. And she heard the tales of, uh, of this dog at, at, you know, at this tavern that they said kept a nightly vigil pacing back and forth. And it sounded like, you know, her husband's dog. And so, um, you know, she insisted that, uh, you know, uh, the people uh, take her to the dog and you know long story short you know she sees the dog the dog um you know like kind of jumps in her lap 
and then goes and like paul's over by a stone you know and uh they uh they 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 dig up they find uh uh, you know, uh, a skeleton with, with a ring that was, uh, her husband's, uh, signet ring. And beside it was, uh, you know, the remains of the dog, you know, the dog disappeared. It's kind of like one of those tearjerker stories. You know, if you're, if you're a big dog lover and, you know, I just, uh, had to put my dog down about a week and a half ago. So it's like, I'm like about to Goodness. start crying t- talking about this, but you know, mm. basically it's oh. one of those, it's, it's like one of those cool, um, you know, cool stories where the, uh, you know, it, it's kind of one of your, your phantom black dog stories in a way, but in the other way, it's, you know, this, this is kind of, kind of, uh, veers from that because it's, it's kind of got that warm, um, uh, you know, yeah. that, that warm and fuzzy deal at, at, yeah. at the end, you know, it's like a loyal companion that, you know, that hung around till his, uh, you know, till his dad's, uh, wife could, uh, you know, find their bodies and give them a proper burial, you know? So for anybody who wants a deeper dive into that story, you can check out, uh, Denver Michaels's website, uh, where he posts his blog, Denver, is it just denvermichaels.com? Uh, it's actually denvermichaels.net. Some jackass had, uh, had com, and I would have had to pay a bunch of money for it. So I just went with .net. The the other Denver Michaels. (laughs) Yeah. Whoever the hell that is. I don't know. He has pictures of his rocks and all his rock collections and fossils and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Um, no, my website's way too important. So definitely check out denvermichaels.net. Uh, he does do a blog on the Black Dog of the Blue Ridge. Also, you can find the story in his book, Strange Tales of Virginia's Mountains, which this is the one that's getting the sequel, right? Yeah, yeah, that one is is going to have a, you know, I've actually finished the book and, you know, I'm turning it in pretty soon. So I'm hoping it'll be out by the end of the year, but it might actually be in the springtime. Just kind of depends cool. on the, the, the publishers, um, you know, their schedule. Awesome. I'm very excited about it. I've got my book wish list on Amazon is embarrassing. <laughs> I have a lot. And uh every once in a while when I when I'm not buying a book for research, I buy a uh Denver Michaels book because you get stories such as that. The uh the the black dog of the blue ridge. You get there's a lot of a lot of really, really cool stories that Denver uh ties these unexplainable events um into history and uh so we're gonna step out of that for a little bit denver and we're gonna head into the last section of the show and this is probably where uh where we're gonna probably have the most fun so um so we have to ask the question that everyone loves to hear about what is your full opinion on bigfoot what is it and do you think we'll ever get proof in our lifetime? What is it? Well, okay. So what is it? I, I really oscillate back and forth. Um, 
you know, and anybody that's, you know, spent much time reading any of my books, you'll know that I say that I don't know a lot. I don't uh, take real strong stances on these kind of things. There was a time in my life when I believed 100% without a doubt that it's it's a flesh and blood. It's a, you know, it's an undiscovered species of great ape in, in North America. That's, the, you know, you couldn't have told me any different. But more and more, I've kind of come along to it. I believe it's something. So I don't believe like, no, there's nothing to, you know, not, not at all. But, I, you know, I, I've kind of come around a little bit on the, on the woo side, I guess. That it <gasps> uh, might, might, might be something more um, metaphysical. Um well, I mean, cause let's face it, let's look at all the people. I mean, it's kind of like what I was talking about earlier, right? For all the Bigfoot experts out there, you got a bunch of inco- inconclusive tracks. You got some inconclusive hairs. You got some, you got a lot of pictures on Facebook of these yes. uh, stick structures or these blobs on the ground with a tape measure beside it that are supposed to be a track but yeah i was gonna say denver you can't forget about the red circles well the red circles are awesome you know where the bigfoot's (laughs) like hiding in the in the trees and you know you got a lot of people that are researching a family of bigfoot in my research location You, you got a lot of that but really nobody has anything and and you know um, it's just true. Nobody's got anything conclusive. I mean, you, you just really don't. And, and I'm not saying it's not a worthwhile pursuit. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying it at all. I mean, I, you know, I've, I spend lots and lots of time in the woods, you know, looking at these same, you know, pinned down arches and, you know, little teepees and, depressions in the ground you know like wondering is you know is that something is that something you know i mean yeah uh but no you know no, no, nobody has anything you know like after all this time and that's what leads me to think that we might be talking something that you know you, you're not going to figure out the answer because it's you know it, it it's a ghost or it's interdimensional or or this or that you know that's so you know i'm kind of like what i want to say 75 65 percent there and but i still leave plenty of room that you know it, it is something physical that we just we just ain't been able to find you know yeah hey jeff what do you think <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. Good job. Good, good talk, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> he just up and left. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I can't wait till he has to go to edit that. It's going to be great. Anyways. All right, Denver. So the next tier of the question is, do you think that the government could be hiding the existence of Bigfoot? Um, so the short answer, no. But I need to preface that by saying... I am a connoisseur of conspiracy theories. I am a avowed, devoted conspiracy theorist. So, I believe in conspiracies. I believe the government is hiding tons of stuff, but Bigfoot ain't it, you know. And 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 and, and here's why, right? I I just don't think that. Number one, I don't think that they know, but number two. 
I mean, I don't think they care. Think of think of um, you know, our powerful uh, legislators and Congress people. You know, like the, the you know they're you know they're they're evil and you know self serving mm-hmm. and all that. Oh, yeah. But you know, besides that, they're just like everybody else. And and people in the Bigfoot uh, community, they 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 tend to forget that. You know, like we're not like as important as we think we are. Like most people don't give a shit about Bigfoot one way or the other, right? So why is some who so, doesn't so, care about Bigfoot, Denver? Like like most people, <laughs> like like almost everybody, like like just go out and just go out and like sample a, a random hundred people, right? Even if they believe in it, they really don't care all that much. And so why would we think that our congress uh congress people are any different so that's another reason i don't believe it and and, and like and and another thing i mean like what would the government gain by hiding bigfoot like like for instance if they just said yeah bigfoot exists we know it's here they could do a massive land grab right where Mm -hmm. these things are they could take the the federal government already owns 28 percent of the land in the united states well guess what i mean if bigfoot is lurking in the suburbs of connecticut like some people are saying they could take up some they could take up that land too they could they could all of a sudden own like the rest of the land in in the u.s i mean they could do a massive land grab so you know they could do that there's just I I just don't, to me, like the government's hiding Bigfoot from us is really, it's really just a cop out that the Bigfoot community uses because they've just not been able to, to prove anything. I mean, that's, that's sort of my take. And and I believe in conspiracies. Do not get me wrong. I mean, I can talk off record all day long about some stuff that I wouldn't say publicly. But. Well, oh, Jake has something to say. And I raised my hand. I think that the Forestry <laughs> Service is, is hiding, is covering up for Bigfoot because of... Why? Uh, I think that... I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I have to think it's like <gasps> the tons, right? How much trash is pulled out of... Trash, like litter and crap that's pulled out of national parks every single year. It's got to be in the tons or thousands of tons of people just littering you know, messing with stuff, destroying like the, the foliage and the trees and all that stuff, you know, they're like, Oh, finish my water bottle and throw it amongst these rocks and stuff. I think that if, I think the national park service, if anyone knows that this thing exists, it's them. And they're not saying anything because they don't want the attention. They don't want, they don't want hundreds of millions of people flooding into one state so they could just completely wreck it and turn it into nothing. You're wrong. (laughs) You're you're wrong. And they're going to hunt wrong. the Bigfoot and eat them. No, no, well, no. This is exactly what it's meant to do, Denver. Get mad. Tell them. Yeah. Totally. Well, totally I mean, Denver. it's just like, and 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 where you're wrong here, there, there's a couple reasons you're wrong. You, they're they're pulling out all this trash and everything because it, it's increased because after the COVID lockdowns, everybody figured, oh, I can just go to all the national parks and, you know, and be safe. And, and so you just had a flood of people into all the national mm-hmm. parks. I, I've seen this with our, with RV they've started, um, they, they're starting, um, to shut down and you have to like make reservations now, like, yeah. uh, like, 
when we went to Glacier, they they had to uh, you know they had started uh, on a reservation system. So so I mean this is going on anyway, and and like where you're wrong about this, like nobody's gonna. Again, people in the Bigfoot community think, oh, if if they admit that Bigfoot's here, like like everybody that cares about Bigfoot is already out there looking for him anyway. Like somebody that don't care one way or the other isn't going to go. And people that that would be like, oh, the the Park Service admitted there's Bigfoot, they're not going to go because they're going to be scared. So I mean, I think that that's all a wash that you're going to have all all these people. But if they did acknowledge that there was Bigfoot, right, it's an endangered species now. So they can just shut off access to all that land. And, and like, I travel, like, all the time to all this federal land, and there's a lot of it where they you, you just can't even access it anyway. You know, they, they block the gates. They, you know, they, they, can, they can shut off any portion of land anytime they want. You go to any national park, uh, like, you're not allowed to step off of certain trails because you'll you'll damage the soil or or you know just just <laughs> something. So, so you're not even allowed to really do that much in national parks anyway, except for you know stay on the trails. Now national forests, BLM land, you got a lot more freedom. But um, and 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 again, like, and and here's another reason I don't believe in it, like. I was a contractor, you know, for one of our three-letter agencies for like ten years, and so you're just, part of the just, problem. Yeah, I'm part of the problem. <laughs> but, but so, so, like, do you know how hard it is for the government to find just a qualified electrician or machinist that that can do a job and yep. pass <laughs> and, and and pass the. Um, you know, the background checks and all that. So where are they finding these guys that can find Bigfoot, right, when nobody else can? Oh, no, I don't mean, like, it's a specialist. I'm just saying it's the people that take care of, like, the forestry and stuff like that. But, like, the people that take care of forestry knows that Bigfoot exists, but nobody else has been able to conclusively figure that out. That's all I'm saying. I just don't think the government knows anything. I'm going to step in here and we'll replace some hypothetical devil devil's advocate here denver because i heard a wild theory a while back and i just want to throw it out there so let's say that the existence of bigfoot is proven okay hypothetically okay now people right we get we got every flavor of person every belief system that you could possibly think of and you get some people Ooh, hit my mic. Sorry about that. Who think that Bigfoot, because of how closely it looks and, and reminds them of a human being, deserve rights, right? And some people, some Bigfoot researchers do believe that, right? I believe that they need to be found because they need protection, right? If, if, uh, if their numbers are as low as I fear... Uh, I believe that they need some protection, but there are some people who believe that they are just as smart as human beings and they're sent like super sentient. Uh, They're able to learn. They're able to use tools. They're they're humans, but bigger, hairier, and they don't want to be around others. Right. They're hermits. 
So what if we found Bigfoot and now you get crowds and crowds of people that come out of the woodwork that are jumping onto the next big thing and that is Bigfoot and how that Bigfoot or those tribes of Bigfoot deserve land just like the Native Americans do. Right? So now, all those massive, massive amounts, percentage-wise, of all these national parks that we are not allowed to go to, because what you said is true, there are massive chunks, and I'm not just talking about, you know, look at a map. I'm talking about stand on top of a mountain of a national park or a hill and look out. All of that you see, you can't go to. You have to stay on the path. Okay? And that's all you can do. Stay on the road. Stay on the path. Camp where we tell you to camp and leave. That's it. There's massive amounts of land out there that we do not have access to. That is supposedly National Park land. One, what are they doing out there? Why is it off 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 uh, limits? You know why are the, why are there so much? Why is there so much land that doesn't even have fire towers? So for anybody who doesn't know, uh, there's fire towers out in the middle of national parks and other big chunks of forest where somebody lives up mm-hmm. in these towers, and their job is to spot fires. Yeah, right. And they call in forest fires. There is massive amount of, of land in national parks that are not covered by one of these these fire towers. If you don't believe me, talk to a hotshot. Talk to uh, an, uh, one of these fire spotters. They've come out and said that there are a lot of there's a lot of land out there that the government does not let you on. So hypothetically, let's say that they already have this land put aside for Bigfoot. Okay. Now we're going to go deeper down the rabbit hole because that's what we do, right? Now let's say that they have some sort of agenda that they're pushing. Now let's get Jeff involved, right? So let's say that they're pushing that we are super old, hundreds of thousands of years old, whatever, and we are unique, we are special. And all of a sudden, now there's another race of this humanoid creature. Big, hairy, walks through the woods and has small tribes and they're in danger. Are we special anymore? Can they can they still hold the uh the pressure over us? Do they have that grasp on us anymore? Are we are we special? Jeff, jump in. I, I, this, I know this, you're thinking this is this is an interesting idea, but I don't think that that's at all why you they have these giant swaths of land that it's because we don't the lizard go to. people. Uh, I Crab was going to say probably just because they have secret deep underground military bases in a lot of those areas, and that's probably where they allow their high tech TR three Bs and other technology to fly in and out, and they don't want anybody to see that. So that's my opinion. But your idea is, I mean... Well, no, it's 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 not my idea. I'm not going to take credit for this. But this is something that got my mind jo- you know, jogging a little bit. And maybe I went a little bit too far with the whole uh, are we special thing. 
But the reality of it is, is that there would be people that are protesting that these these animals or these creatures, these big feet, these Bigfoot Sasquatches, these hairy humans, humanoids, whatever you want to call them, whatever camp you're going to put them into, deserve a chunk of the United States property. Well, I mean, since when does the government care about people protesting, right? And and in, yeah. and in today it. today in today's climate, it would just become a you know a fake left or right issue, you know. <laughs> that it's that's that's true, and that's exactly what I'm saying. You know, but I, I mean, I you're on to something about the land. I just uh, I don't know, man. It's uh, you know, I've always thought that the government has all this this the, all this land because uh you know because of the uh you know the minerals and 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 the oil and gas and, and all of that and i've always thought that that's what they use as collateral for their uh debts with the uh central bankers you know i mean with uh why why, why do they keep printing money and printing money and printing money and printing money because because i mean we we've got some collateral there with all that land and and what's underneath it's you know what i what i've always believed yeah that's actually a fact denver and i don't want to get into a whole bunch of politics and stuff but that is a fact because they're actually giving a lot of that land to places like uh the prc right You're right Republic right. of China. So, I mean, that's definitely a thing. But yeah, I think they just they, they close off big swaths of land. Personally, I just think it's because they're hiding other things, right? They they got technologies and bases that you can't go. You they can't even risk you seeing it. So they got five thousand square miles blocked off with no fire towers, so nobody can see the technology coming in and out. Um, that's kind of what I think about it. But I, I just want to propose the one quick idea. That maybe, just maybe, and this is woo, but maybe the government does know about Bigfoot, but maybe they know that they're inner earth beings. So they can't, they cannot tell us because these beings aren't necessarily surface dwellers. They come up, but maybe they're not from up. Maybe they're from down within and uh, they got to keep that hush hush. That's another big theory about that the the vastness of, of space that's out there in these national parks is that there there could be portals, whether it be to different dimensions or pathways to inner earth. Um I mean there that's a whole nother episode that we can get into and I'd love to do it. Um but just to kind of give you a little bit of background behind this question there, Denver. Um so since starting this podcast, I've noticed a few things especially when it comes to Bigfoot and pictures, right? So one is that every three to nine months, you can, it's like clockwork, right? You can expect one of four sets of pictures to make big news in the Bigfoot world through yeah. Facebook that look at this sighting that's out of Alabama. And then mm -hmm. another Another page is going to say it's out of Connecticut. Another page is going to say it's out of yeah. South Dakota. Another page is going to say it's out of out of Alabama. Yeah. And it's always the same picture that you saw six months ago from Las Vegas, you know. Right. And, and and then there's going to you know you go back six more months and those pictures are are being posted again, coming out of Arizona and uh, uh, Canada from up north <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Guatemala hey. and all this you know craziness. That's one thing that you can count on, right? But mm -hmm. one thing that that does kind of shock me, and this is where I'm kind of, I don't know, maybe I'm I'm talking to Jeff a little bit too much, and I wish I had some tinfoil here to put a 
put my hat on. But <laughs> even the pictures I've never seen before, right? Uh, like there was a, a really, really clear picture taken. Um, and it was kind of making the rounds a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. And I actually posted it on the group and I said, Hey, can yeah. you help can you help this out? Right. Yeah. And <laughs> in, instantly I, I somebody came said. in. <laughs> somebody came in and uh uh actually the original poster of, of it from another group came in and said, Oh, it's from a, a, a mockumentary. And I've never heard of this mockumentary. Never heard of it. And I'm not saying that I'm I'm hearing of every single documentary, mockumentary of Bigfoot ever, but I I dabble, right? And uh, it just seems, and this isn't the only case. There's a lot of these things that go on, right? And I'm not going to know of every single thing out there, but it's every picture that hits the scene gets debunked like that. And it's just so quick, super, super quick. Right. And all of a sudden, everyone's got all this evidence just piled up. And somebody in one of them made a comment of, yeah, the government got to this one too. And I'm like, government. Right. So I'm, I'm reading the chain of conversation and the guy's explaining. He's like, yeah, the government doesn't want anybody to know that Bigfoot exists. So whenever one of these really good pictures come out, all of a sudden now that it, it's from a mockumentary and there's one really shitty website for this really shitty mockumentary that has these exact photos as the only thing that shows up when you Google this mockumentary. And I'm like, wow. So I Google the mockumentary and what shows up only the pictures that are in that Facebook post, nothing else. Can't find where to watch it. Can't find where, you know, where it was made, when it was made, anything, just pictures from the mockumentary can't find it can't find it on youtube can't find nothing so the question that came to my head is is somebody out there like is their job to sit there and comb through all these stupid facebook pages of you know these these uh desk uh cryptozoologists that are just finding pictures on on the web and just posting it on the Facebook is their job to sit there and debunk these before they get hot, before anybody takes a chance. I mean, who knows? Maybe we've seen a dozen pictures of a real Bigfoot, but it's been debunked before it got too hot. And I, all I the evidence. Denver, was out there. I think Denver's right, man. I think the government has more incentive to to say that they exist than they yeah. don't exist. Right. Yeah. You, you could take over well, like, more what? land. You could... You know, you you take over more land, you close off the bulk of the national parks to save money, if nothing else, right? You know, uh, you you just, you you can save some of your resources. I mean, I just don't get, what is the incentive for the government to... You know, uh, unless it's it's like what you said, which which I think is very far fetched that there's you know that there's tribes of uh, of these bigfoots that that want rights and land and everything. I mean, I just can't think what's what's the you know what's the incentive for the government to you know I mean they're they're pretty busy you know with regime change with you know printing money and you know taking away our rights and you know I mean they're they're pretty they're they're pretty busy doing shitty stuff as it is i think yes they have a lot and i'm not I, i'm not saying that this is what i believe 
Okay, I'm bringing yeah, it up. No, just I, for I get it. I get it. Conversation yeah. purposes, but but our our resident child has something to say. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. That's that's one comment from one guy who thinks it's the government. That oh, absolutely. Who's who's not who's saying that's not the same guy who made the pictures, made the shitty website, made the shitty mo- mockumentary that mm-hmm. doesn't exist, right? So. Right. I'm, 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 I see where that guy's coming from and I understand his thought process there, but I, I'm siding a little more with Denver here. What, what's the point? What, where, where's, what is the gain here? There is no gain other than control, mass distraction and control, which they already have. So what's the point? You need more, but they can get more by saying he exists. You could start a whole other three-letter agency just because Bigfoot exists. They 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 could siphon billions of dollars. Yeah, it's called IRH. Like, like you declare Bigfoot exists, right? Well, he 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 she is is an endangered species, right? And yeah. every 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 state in the union has Bigfoot sightings. So essentially, now the government can tell you you can't do anything with your land. I mean, you gain way more power by declaring Bigfoot an endangered species than you do by denying it. I mean, you know, just think of all the bullshit you got to do to build a deck. I mean, now now imagine it. (laughs) Now, now imagine if the, you know, if the government said, well, you potentially might have a Bigfoot in your backyard. So we got to do an environmental impact study. I mean, there's, they get, they, they gain way more power by admitting Bigfoot exists. I don't, I don't disagree with you. Um, now the only part of this that I do sort of believe in, uh, I'm not going to even say sort of, I, there's got to be some reason why the topic's not taken seriously. And I'm only saying this from the point of view of somebody who truly does believe that when they were nine years old, they saw a Bigfoot. Um, like I've said plenty of times on the show, it's, it's not a mystery to me. I, I know they're out there. They're there. Um, you know, it's not necessarily my job to convince others that it is there. Um, but I do love to dive into the theories and everything. I don't think that the government is, is, uh, you know, blocking off massive chunks of the, uh, national parks for things such as like portals to the underworld and stuff like that. Uh, I believe that Theodore Roosevelt, when he built, or, you know, came up with the idea of the national park system, um, did have in mind some mythological creatures. And I think that Bigfoot may have been one of those because in his, uh, in his book, the wilderness hunter, he tells a story of, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not going to butcher the names right now, but somebody else's story involving a Bigfoot, uh, yeah. and Theodore Roosevelt has been tied to many other cryptids, such as the Snally Yester. Uh, wanting to actually go and hunt the thing um, and Bigfoot uh, itself. And I think that the whole national park system is tied into Bigfoot. That is something I do believe uh, because my sighting actually happened fairly close to not a national park, uh, but it was definitely a plot of land where 
uh, it was put aside by the government for sure. What if the national parks, how you were saying that, like we would give them land rights to land and what that and whatnot. What, what if that is already what the deal is? That, and that, that could be, that could be, but then you have to say that there has to, there had to have been intelligent conversations between human beings and Bigfoot. And I'm not one to subscribe to Bigfoot being in an, uh, in an, a human intelligence level. Uh, it I just would also don't... mean a cover up, which. Yeah. Which is what, you know, again, what, no. what gain is there? I, I basically asked that question because uh, when Denver sees those posts on infant rabbit hole, he's the first one to call bullshit. And I love that. So I figured I'd poke the bear today and get, get Denver all riled up. Denver. <laughs> How do you feel? You feel good? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I, good, you good. know, I, it, you know, you get a little jaded with some of this stuff, you know, like, oh, it's, uh, it's, it's good. you know, it's, you, it's you just, you, you know, you, you get, you get the people on Twitter and YouTube, like if you're, if you're just like, well, you know, you just mentioned the obvious, right? That, well, hey, right. there's really no definitive ob- evidence. And I mean, I've had people like, Excuse me of like being a paid shill for the government. I'm like, what are you talking me about? Too. I, it's like, <laughs> I do. Yeah. Like, like, I, like I would definitely do that. You know, if, if there was like <laughs> some, some guy paying me, you know, anybody out there, but like, like, it's like, dude, I, I, I believe in Bigfoot. I just, you know, I just, um, you know, I'm just not going to sit here and, and cry, uh, government cover-up just because we've not you know found any definitive evidence you know shout out digital assassin for uh for the shill comment you know fuck that guy (laughs) we have also been shills and pogs um (laughs) but no uh i'm one that believes (laughs) i am more in the uh flesh and blood camp um and I, I, I don't necessarily believe that there's too much conspiracy behind the topic of Bigfoot, but I do believe that the government is aware of their existence. Um, and there is for some reason why they're just not talking about it. I don't know what it is. Couldn't tell you. Honestly, don't have any wild imagination ideas about why. Um, I do find it kind of funny that there's massive chunks of national parks cut off. But uh, I'm pretty straightforward with my beliefs on Bigfoot. Um, I'm just happy that I I got to poke the bear a little bit there, Denver. Thank you. <laughs> it's always fun. Uh, does anybody have any questions for Denver before we cut them out of here? Uh, only thing I would like to say, as I said earlier, Denver. Next time you're down here in Florida, give me a shout. Maybe we'll we'll do that Casadega trip and go look for some ghosts over there, man. Yeah, definitely, fun. man. I, and I will be back to Florida at some point, so I'll look you up. Sounds good. I just landed a job in Wisconsin, so if you're ever up there, let me know. Okay. Yeah, I'll. Uh, I, I actually probably will be up there in the in the summer sometime. Hey, that's when I'm going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> um all right cool denver uh why don't you go ahead and take a moment to drop all your information let people know where they can find you where they can follow you where they can contact you where they can 
see your bright and smiling face every day. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm uh, most active on Twitter. So if you uh, want the best interaction, uh, Twitter uh, underscore Denver Michaels. I've got a uh, Facebook uh, page, author Denver Michaels, um, uh, YouTube channel that nobody really subscribes to uh just look author denver michaels on youtube and uh my website denvermichaels.net and you can find all my books on amazon right on and then before you go i have to do the the shameless thing and get you to say hello to my mom oh i forgot i meant to do that in, in the opening but hello <laughs> mrs uh jeremy's mom good to uh talk to you again <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, go ahead and say hey to Danny too. Danny, hey! what up, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> Danny's a big fan of you too. Um, no, Denver, always a pleasure, man. It was nice to get uh, a little bit more background on you. And uh, next time, I mean, I still didn't ask half my questions, so uh, you know, we'll we'll let some time pass by and we'll get you back on here. And uh, we'll we'll pick up right where we left off, man. Yeah, man. Anytime y'all want to talk, uh, you know how to get a hold of me. Well, I appreciate you. Does anybody else have anything to say before I log off? Go buy Denver's books. Yeah, yes. for real. <laughs> they're, they're, they are awesome. And, I, you know, uh, I'm kind of one-sided here because I, I love books. But Denver does such a good job at mixing the world of things that we talk about all the time in with history. And if you're if you have any interest in history and obviously if you're listening to this this show, you have an interest in the paranormal and supernatural, uh the, he's the guy you need you need to go check out his stuff. Okay. Denver Michaels. His books are all over Amazon, super easy to find. They're great reads, and he's uh super like easy to talk to. I mean, when I first reached out to Denver, he was extremely fast to say yes i'll come on your show even when we were an unproven little nothing show and he came on and talked to me like we were old friends and uh here we are over a year later and i have had him on for on the show for the third time now and uh it won't be the last so denver uh thank you so much once more for not only coming on now but coming on uh in the past and uh, lighting up the infinite rabbit hole group page with all your awesome uh, articles that you find and the blogs <laughs> that you post. Uh, thank you so much. And on behalf of everybody here, I would like to say thank you to the listener and the viewer over at uh, watching the paranormal network right now. Thank you for checking us out. Hang out with us. Go find us on Facebook. Put a comment in the the video that you're watching right now. If you're watching this on the paranormal network on YouTube, uh, let us know. Let us know what do you think. Do you think that the government is hiding Bigfoot? Uh, is there something that we did not talk about? Do you have a reference? Do you have somebody else's podcast or somebody else's video that they they really dove into the topic so that we can check it out? Uh, maybe we can get them on the show to to kind of combat us and and talk about how you know they believe that Bigfoot is being hidden by the government. Let us know if you want to, or just say hey, you know, just say hello. We'll we're watching it. We're watching the comment section and we're going to, you know, reach back out to you. Um, mm -hmm. There's plenty of ways to conversate with us. We're super easy, super friendly, and we love talking to people about these strange subjects. So do not hesitate. 
hit the 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 subscribe button for the paranormal network and leave us a comment talk to us and send us a voicemail and send us a voicemail thank (laughs) you this this goes for you too go to infiniterabbithole.com click on the microphone at the bottom right hand corner and leave us a voicemail this is how we want you to say okay hey this is so-and-so the host of whatever or if you're not a host then you just say hey i'm so-and-so from uh las vegas louisiana and you're listening to the infinite rabbit hole and we're going to put your voice at the beginning of the show if you own a business put the name of your business it's free advertisement i don't care what you do we just like to get your voice on the show here as well tell us how great we are if you want tell us how great you are or tell us how bad we are we're still going to put it there yeah digital assassin this is your chance (laughs) we'll put some hate mail up that'd be funny (laughs) it would be fun (laughs) Hey, this is so-and-so, and you're listening to the shittiest podcast in the world, The Infinite Rabbit Hole. Good luck. Um, but all right, that's it. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and just keep talking and listening to my own voice, because I, I love it. Um, Thank God. Yeah, you do that usually anyway. But You yeah. talk a lot, Jeremy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Thanks, guys. On behalf of everybody you. here at The Infinite Rabbit Hole Podcast and the paranormal network we'd like to say thank you for listening to this episode we'll see you next time the next path of the infinite rabbit hole bye 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 bye